0: I do very much credit you with uh, getting me involved in real estate investing. I had tried to do a flip originally that went sideways and I ended up having a, um, a condo that I had rented out after, the, after a bad flip and I realized that being a landlord wasn't all that tough. And eventually I found uh, you on the web and that really got me into real estate investing. So thank you for that.
1: You thought you'd heard everything. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. My home state for the vast majority of my life, the Socialist Republic of California. Last year, they took some huge steps to try and commit economic suicide. And you got to give them credit. They're doing a pretty good job of it. But it looks like they might take one more And it is absolutely beyond shocking as to how this might affect real estate investors. So last year, of course, they took very serious steps to destroy the gig economy, to make it illegal for people to freelance, to basically put millions of people out of work, right? They took that step last year. The other step they took in order to ensure that there would be a huge shortage of affordable housing and really, really hurt people who are already hurting in that state with a huge lack of affordable housing. What step did they take? Well, of course, they enacted statewide rent control. Absolutely insane, psychotic, crazy, has never worked at any place on earth or any time in history. There are exactly zero examples of successful rent control. If I'm wrong about this, please call me on it. Go to jasonhartman.com slash ask and tell me if I'm wrong. I'm guessing that nobody is going there right now because I'm not wrong. <laughs> so, wow. Now, you're not going to believe this. Are you ready for this one? So, Mr. Cedillo or Councilman Cedillo is proposing that the city use its powers of eminent domain. Now, eminent domain is when the government has the power in certain selected cases to literally take one's property we have a large swath of the property in the united states owned by private citizens or private companies not the government thank god that's true right because it's certainly not true in top down totalitarian communist and and even socialist countries it's it's true to a lesser degree than it is here but but, but the government does have the right in certain cases to use what's called eminent domain to force people to relinquish their property or to force companies to relinquish their property. Now they have to pay them for it, but the problem is it's like holding a gun to someone's head and saying, okay, give me your property. Now I will pay you for it, but there is a gun at your head and you're forced to give it to me no matter what I pay. So uh, obviously that can become a very unfair situation, right? Well, Gil Cedillo, this idiot, Gil, you're an idiot. If you want to come on the show and prove that you're not an idiot, then we'd invite you. Gil Cedillo, you're invited on the show to show us why you're not as stupid as you sound. <laughs> okay, so here we go. They are considering a plan to force landlords to sell their buildings in an effort to keep rents low in Key neighborhoods. Councilman Gilsadio last week said he was asking the Board of Public Works to consider using its eminent domain power to take over a 124 unit Chinatown apartment building, to take it over for the landlord, and convert the building into market rate. Now, what the heck does market rate mean? Well, clearly, It means that the evil landlord who is supplying housing in that market must be overcharging. But I promise you, I guarantee you, there is no way that landlord could possibly be overcharging because the rents in Chinatown, or anywhere in Los Angeles for that matter, never have good rent-to-value ratios. They never come close to what you will find at jasonhartman.com, slash properties, not even close. So this landlord is being underpaid. Now what I'm wondering is why isn't Councilman Sadio proposing a bailout program for the landlord? Because the landlord is not getting a good enough rent to value ratio. Where is the government handout for the poor landlord who cannot maximize their return on investment? Well, there is no handout obviously so what will these investors do well they'll simply go elsewhere because what is the rule of life that is always true never fails you can absolutely rely on it you can take it to the bank there will never be an exception it's like the law of thermodynamics right there ain't any exceptions okay <laughs> you know there there's just there are just physics there are thermodynamics there is gravity and there's stupidity, okay? <laughs> That's it, right? You, you just don't have any other options. Now, listen, my disclaimer is I'm no expert in thermodynamics or not even in physics. I know that gravity is pretty much true all the time, even though we don't really understand gravity very well and we don't understand what it is or how it really works. By the way, did you know that? That gravity is one of the big mysteries in the world of science it is very hard to understand what gravity really is think about that one bing it don't google it just bing it and learn about gravity it's really quite fascinating well whatever you can learn because there's a lot of mysteries to gravity but we know that it's there and we know that it works we're not sure exactly why or how but hey it's there okay so it always works and what is that principle that always works never fails Money always goes where it's treated best. Money always goes where it's treated best. So if you wanna make people flee, if you wanna make money flee, if you wanna make capital flee, just treat it poorly and it will, it will just exit the building. Elvis has left the building, <laughs> right? That's exactly what happens. So this is absolutely idiotic. I cannot even believe it, okay? it's crazy. This, this just, these inept band-aid solutions never cease to amaze me as they come out by government. But as an investor listening to this, make sure you take your money to where it is treated best. And where is it treated best? It's treated best in linear markets with good cash flow, good rent to value ratios. And you can find those through our investment counselors or at jasonhartman.com slash properties. You know, Mr. Sadio and, and his comrades on the LA City Council, yes, they are comrades. Um, what they remind me of is what what the brilliant folks did in Zimbabwe as inflation was going through the roof in Zimbabwe and the merchants couldn't afford to stay in business and keep selling their goods uh, you know say you've got a merchant in Zimbabwe selling uh, fruits and vegetables okay the price keeps escalating because the government keeps creating fake money out of thin air through their federal reserve and Their Federal Reserve chair, at least at the time, uh, Mr. Gono, Mr. Gono would win the award for the most prolific central banker in history, maybe, because he created more fake money, more fiat money out of thin air than any other central banker, probably ever. So he's in the Hall of Fame for absolute stupidity. And he oppressed people through his bad monetary policy. And what they would do is as the merchants kept raising their prices, of course, the government didn't like this. They didn't think that the merchants should be allowed to keep raising their prices as the government was making the currency worthless. And so they just said to the merchants, look, you got to stop this because nobody can afford to buy, in that example, your fruits and vegetables. So if you don't stop raising your prices, we're going to arrest you and put you in jail. So the merchants, what did they do? Well, they couldn't raise their prices to keep up with the debasement of the currency. And they didn't want to go to jail. So what they do, they just said, okay, well, I'm going to stop selling. And so here you've got the literally the government, this is so scary, the government saying that, look, if we think your rents are too high, we're going to seize your property through our power of eminent domain, where at the end of the day, every law, every law, every regulation boils down to one thing. It boils down to People with guns knocking on your door or busting your door down and under the force, under the point of a gun, putting you in a jail cell or shooting and killing you. That's what happens at the end of the day with any law or regulation. That's the only final recourse. It's violence, right? Uh, laws are enforced By violence, which is the most base, scary, and pathetic form of power ever, right? It's the lowest grade form of power. As I talked about on Prophets in Paradise, Alvin Toffler's great book, Power Shift, is he talks about the three major forms of power throughout history the ability to inflict violence, the ability to use capital. And the ability to use information, information being the cleanest and highest grade form of power, and also the most flexible, because you'll destroy the thing that you're inflicting violence on at some point, right? You can't, that doesn't work very well. That's, that's primitive. That's barbaric. Then, you know, capital, right? Well, you can control things with money, you can throw money around, you can incentivize or disincentivize people and companies and societies with money and capital. Capital, but eventually you run out of that too. You know, like Margaret Thatcher said, the problem with socialism is that eventually we run out of other people's money. (laughs) So that doesn't work, right? And we've seen many examples of that. Zimbabwe just mentioned being one of them, and arguably many developed countries around the world with massive debt, namely Japan being the worst of all of them, being the poster child for a radically crazy debt to GDP ratio. And then the highest grade form of power information. Remember, you never run out of information. Okay? Information has an infinite shelf life. You don't run out of it. And the same piece of information, unlike the same act of violence or the same dollar that piece of capital, that the violence and the capital cannot be reused twice, right? But the information can be used by both parties at the same time. So it's a really high-grade form of power, information. And I want to congratulate all of you who listen to this show because, hey, you're availing yourself of information. Now, on another note, something that I have not talked about that really is very disconcerting for the human race and and the economy, of course. And and what is that? Well, you probably know what I'm gonna say. It is the potential pandemic of coronavirus. I've been reading the articles and keeping up with the news on this. It is absolutely scary. I remember when Carmen and I were in China several months ago we went to Macau. Macau of course is this territory. It's kind of like Hong Kong. It's sort of not really China, but it is, but it's not. It's like a special district. And we went to Macau, which is sort of the Las Vegas of Asia. They now because of the coronavirus threat, they are closing casinos for 2 weeks. Okay. And they have suspended a whole bunch of public services. I remember there, when we were there, we took the public bus and, you know, I, I wonder if that bus is running anymore. It's probably not. You know, 80% of the government of rich, rich Macau, 80% of that revenue comes from gambling. And this kind of thing, when you close the top industry down, it could just instantly wipe 5 to 15% off the entire industry's top line right this is becoming hugely concerning the coronavirus problem you've read about it i'm sure you've read about and heard about on the news the economic impact of this and it's becoming pretty significant i haven't talked about it yet but i've been reading about it and hyundai has suspended production of components from chinese suppliers i mean there are so many tentacles to this Uber suspended uh, 240 uh, customer accounts after two drivers in Mexico transported a passenger with coronavirus. This is a worldwide concern, just really, really scary. There are warning signs of a pandemic here. You know, I hate to be the sort of sky is falling person. There have been many of these things over the years. This is not the first of them, obviously. Uh, You know, we had SARS, we had swine flu, bird flu, mad cow disease. We had uh, many other disasters, of course, that we've all managed to come through, but it's pretty disconcerting. So keep watching that and restrict your travel. I'd say that'd probably be a good idea too. Okay. Hey, we need to get to our monthly mortgage update. So let's go ahead and do that and we've got adam here with our mortgage update here we go
2: welcome to the mortgage minutes for this month we are joined today by one of the lenders from jason's network and what are we looking at out there in the mortgage market you know so
0: right now um the market has been moving in our client direction rate wise we've seen that really since the beginning of the year you know the market is probably down or the rates are probably better by a good three eighths to half a point since prior to the new year. So that's been a very positive downward trajectory for us as it relates to mortgage rates and for you know all of our investor clients who are looking to you know acquire new properties, but also for those who are looking to take some equity out of their homes, they are getting the opportunity to refinance to a slightly lower rate than they originally had.
2: We hear about the coronavirus. We hear about all this stuff going on. How has that been impacting the bond market?
0: Well, with the onslaught of the virus, what we've seen is a little bit of panic in the stock market as it relates to that. Uh, The stock market kind of weakened a little bit last week. Our bond market improved on that. So therefore, mortgage rates went down. So anytime you've got some money flowing from the stock market into bonds it's more of a safe haven for investors you know our bond market our rates are tied to the bond market so typically our mortgage rates would improve a little bit as the bond market does better now as of this morning friday we saw a large hit to the stock market on the fear of the coronavirus spreading and, and even causing. a Somewhat of a pandemic globally. And then yesterday was kind of a mitigated a new day. There wasn't much going on. But today, this morning, we've seen the stock market jump over 450 points and they've regained all the losses that they took last week. And uh, primarily because the Bank of China has begun to prop up the stock market and they've come in and they've started buying billions and billions of dollars worth of stock as of today. So, you know, we're seeing. Some reactions to the stock market, um, you know, with the Chinese coming in and saying, we can control any potential pandemic here as it relates to the coronavirus. And we're not going to let our stock market or even global stock markets be go unsupported. So what they've done is come in with, I believe it was over almost $400 billion worth of stock purchases today. So the market has rebounded and it's almost like stock market is not too concerned now about the coronavirus.
2: Interesting. With good credit, $100,000 house, 20 or 25% down, what rate roughly would they be looking at?
0: Let's say $125,000 purchase, the loan amount's 100 grand, that's 20% down. Uh, My rate today there for that client with excellent credit is um, 4.75%. You might even get to 4.625% on a good day. Now if you are the same purchase price and you put 25% down, same credit profile, we're looking at 4.125, As a low in the market, maybe even four and a quarter, depending on the day. You know, I would say overall four point six two five for twenty percent down, four and an eighth for twenty five percent down. Both options with no points. So these are rates. uh, These are as low we've seen in rates
2: in in some time. So with the twenty five percent down, if someone paid points, is it possible that they're looking at four percent or even lower?
0: Oh sure, yeah. You know, twenty five percent down, paying a point would likely get you down to somewhere around 3.875 or even 3.75. Now, you might pay 1.1 or 1.2 and go to 3.75%, but that's definitely a viable option.
2: Wow, so that's getting down into like primary residence rates at that point.
0: Yeah, so when we look at those options and we work out the numbers for clients who are interested in paying points, what we need to do is look at what the break-even point is for that expense or for that additional cost to buy down the point or buy down the rate. So generally speaking, we tell our clients if you can break even on the cost of paying points in two and a half to three years, then it's it's likely worthwhile simply because this is a new 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. It's, it's long-term debt. The assumability here is that you're going to keep this property for a long time. And once you can break even in two and a half to three years on the cost of a point on an investment property purchase, you know, when the loan amounts less than 100 grand, you know, it generally makes sense to look at paying points and and take the lower rate long term.
2: How do you think, you know, China's coming in and propping up their stock market. Do you think that's going to improve sentiment enough that our rates will start going up a little bit, start edging up?
0: I don't think so. I mean, you're always going to have, you know, fluctuation in the market. It never moves in one direction in a straight line. I think overall for twenty twenty, most folks within the real estate industry, from builders to realtors, you know, the the associations of all these departments are cogs in the wheel, so to speak, in, in terms of the industry, lenders particularly, most economists are telling us that, you know, we predict twenty twenty to be a relatively stable year in terms of rates. So we don't particularly see the market moving half a point or three quarters of a point in any one direction. In so you will see your daily fluctuation in the market of an eighth of a point or a quarter of a point continue because that's quite typical as the market moves up and down and and factors come in to affect the market. But overall throughout 2020, the general prediction across the industry is that rates will remain relatively steady and not move in any one direction too high or too low.
2: So we're looking at rates 5% or less most likely for the rest of the year?
0: I would imagine so for 20% down, depending on the credit profile, of course. To a certain degree, the loan amount, yes, we're looking at probably 20% down below five and 25% down certainly below four and a half.
2: Oh, wow. That's really great for us. Is there anything else going on in the market that looks like it might be impacting us moving forward?
0: Well, obviously, we have an election year, you know, so generally speaking and historically speaking, whenever we have an election year, our market rates tend to be relatively steady in an election year, short of short of anything crazy happening geopolitically. So for the most part, we are anticipating, you know, that being a factor in keeping our rates relatively
2: steady as well. All right. Is there anything else you think is important for the listeners to know?
0: No, well, I just think that now it's still a great opportunity to grow your portfolios within the turnkey industry. It's growing every year that we've been involved in it. It certainly has gained some attraction among, overall among uh, investors. So finding the right partner and finding the right inventory is important now as ever. So uh, if there's anything we can do in that regard, please let us know. And obviously, uh, Jason's team of investment counselors can point you in the right direction.
2: And one thing I realized I forgot to ask, mortgage starts for your company. How Have those been increasing, decreasing, holding steady? What have you all seen there? In terms of applications for mortgage starts, have y'all? Oh, have for been the turnkey
0: stuff for our world, yeah, we've seen applications certainly increase. You know, a lot of that has a little bit to do with the decrease in rates because we're getting some refi volume now, refinance volume. But overall, as it relates to new purchase a- acquisitions, and our team has certainly grown. In January, fundings and closings in January and applications in January were certainly up, maybe about 20% over December.
2: Oh, wow. And how has the the refi market, you know, that as the rates have been dropping, that's becoming more Mm -hmm. and more popular. What kind of refi market are we looking at right now?
0: Generally speaking, for the the folks who have investment property portfolio, we're refinancing properties that they may have held in their portfolio for some time. And they've had a chance to grow some equity there. They may have acquired the homes at slightly higher interest rates, particularly coming out of the recession. So now they're getting a chance to lower the rate and tap into equity on some of their historical homes or that they've had in their portfolio. The newer acquisitions to the portfolio are still, you know, relatively fresh, if you like, from an equity growth perspective. So there isn't a lot there. We're also seeing some folks will refinance, you know, their debt into 15 year fixed rate mortgages. So they don't cycle and yet still take equity out of the homes so that they don't see because of the lower rates, they don't see a payment shock to what they're typically paying. But yet they get a chance to put the homes off a little bit sooner and again these are homes that have been historically in their portfolio
2: well thank you very much for your time today i appreciate it absolutely yeah anytime
1: okay i hope you enjoyed the mortgage update this month let's go ahead and wrap it up for today And if you want to check out properties, go to jasonhartman.com, click on the properties link. But the best thing you can always do is reach out to one of our investment counselors through any web form on our website or by calling 1-800-HARTMAN. That's 1-800-HARTMAN. If our investment counseling uh, team is busy and on the line, just leave a voicemail and one of them will get right back to you and be happy to help you build your nationwide income property portfolio. They'll be happy to help you do a portfolio makeover so you can help determine the highest and best use of your investable capital and just do really good things with the most historically proven asset class in the entire world that is income property, that beautiful multi-dimensional asset class that earns you return from so many ways and allows you to adjust your strategy for various changes in the economy over time just such a wonderful asset class. Anyway, thanks for joining us today and until tomorrow, happy investing.